We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! score! This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who's got a massive brain. Mike Florio. He used to be a lawyer, then he decided to take his talents to the internet. NBC Sports. I'm sorry I'm late. I was talking to Robert Kraft. Pro Football Talk. I wouldn't listen to some of those people out there, especially guys like Mike Florio. Mike Florio with Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Big NFL news. The perfect time to talk to Mike Florio. He's at Pro Football Talk. He's on The Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, Mike. How are you guys today? We are doing great, and obviously about 7.30 this morning, our time, the big news came out. Tom Brady has retired for good, he says. What did you think of the video, and what do you think this means for him? Well, one thing about the video that, that struck me as unusual, I've seen some reporting that the video was previously recorded on a prior day. The way that video plays, it creates the impression he rolled out of bed, walked down to the ocean, possibly strolled out onto the pier a la Costanza, contemplating his life choices, and then decided to fire up his phone and post a retirement video impromptu, spontaneous, unplanned. So I don't know why he'd create that impression if he was carrying that video around in his phone for some period of time before he posted it. That just seems weird to me. And that's okay. People do weird things. People do things that we don't understand. And everything's manicured and presented a certain way. It just doesn't seem as spontaneous as he was creating it to be. I also, and my my wife said that I'm stupid for thinking this, but that's okay. I also think it is convenient that he's got this movie coming out in two days. And what better way to take advantage of the organic discussion of Tom Brady as a way to promote this movie and increase awareness to the movie than to time his retirement for two days before the movie comes out. And it may just be coincidental or he was going to retire anyway. I'm not saying it's a fake retirement like last year when he was trying to get to Miami. He was quitting on the Buccaneers to get to Miami. I really do think he's done. But the circumstances seem curious to say the least. But I really do think he's done. And he said himself on his podcast at one point, it was December 26th, He said when he retires the next time, he is definitely not coming back. So we'll see if he means it, but I think he does, and I think he's done, and I don't think we'll see him again until he's working for Fox. Yeah, I'm just not there yet, Mike. I And it's partially because of our conversations, but I did think that the way he presented that video was not consistent with his social media. 
Because he's a guy who has entire teams. They do incredibly, like, valid music montages anytime they beat an opponent. They've used Chief Keef when they beat Chicago here, for example. Like, the, people know what they're doing behind him when it comes to posts and posts like this. So it might have it might have been an authentic person attempting to be authentic, but either way, there's something still inherently inauthentic about it all. Well, that's right. And it oozes from the effort to create real authenticity. He is spontaneous and unplanned in a very manicured and planned and strategized way. And he's always been that way. He's always been that way. And you never know what you can and can't believe. He said himself on LeBron James' show in, I think it was 2021, 90% of the things he says aren't what he really feels. He's afraid to say what he really feels and what he really thinks. And his media career is going to be compelling in that respect because He's now going to bump Greg Olson out of the top spot at a time when everyone loves Greg Olson. Greg Olson is becoming what we all thought Tony Romo was going to be. He's doing a great job. He's going to call a Super Bowl. Brady's in a no-win situation now. And Olson is saying all the right things, and he's going to gladly take the demotion, but it's only going to result in greater scrutiny of Tom Brady if he goes into the booth right away. And he may take a year off. There's been some speculation in the past that he would take a year off of everything before taking the Fox job, because one thing he's going to learn about this Fox job, instead of traveling eight weeks out of the year like you do when you're a player, you're going to travel 20 weeks out of the year, and you're always going somewhere else, and it's a constant grind. Um, but but uh, he he's going to be putting himself in a spot where the bar is going to be very high for him to be successful, because people have fallen in love with Greg Olson, and they're going to resent him getting bumped out of that top spot. And another thing, you think he didn't decide to post that after Sean Payton landed in Denver? Well, and Chris Sims' first reaction was that this decision was fueled by the fact that teams aren't falling all over themselves to try to get him like maybe they were three years ago. That he's in play and the red carpets aren't being rolled out in the various cities where Tom Brady would like to play, starting with Miami. This whole thing last year was about him trying to get to the Dolphins with Peyton. That all came out after the fact. And the Brian Flores lawsuit blew it up. Flores filed his lawsuit later the same day after Brady initially retired. And that kept the Dolphins from going through with their plan. And Brady would have been a member of the Dolphins. And they were not going to make that move again, at least not until he officially became a free agent, because they already lost a first-round pick for tampering. But he may have been in a spot where he recognized there wasn't going to be a team that fell all over itself to try to get him this year, and he just decided that's it. But um, he always said he doesn't want to be the guy who watches football and concludes that the guys who are playing suck and he could do it better than them, and he's shown that he can still do it at a high level. He set the single-season record for completions and attempts this year. He still has the arm, and he'll continue to have the arm. So... Well, we'll see if he meant what he said. No, no one's bound by any of the words they use. We see people contradict themselves all the time. But he made it clear December 26th, this time he's done, he's done. We'll see if he's really done. Have you gotten an advanced screener of 80 for Brady? You know what? You couldn't pay me to watch that movie. Thank you. I hate to say it, but it's a premise that we have seen time and time again. It seems like a vanity project for Brady. And I have a ton of respect for the four actresses, but I saw a commercial for it and there was nothing in it that was even remotely funny. And you'd like to think they would, you know, use some of the funny stuff for the effort to get people to go see it. But I have a feeling it's going to be not well received, but, but the 
the potential box office has been goosed by Tom Brady retiring today, even though my wife strongly disagrees with that take and thinks I'm stupid for believing it. Mm. She's probably right, but I still believe it. I know it's his production company. It's one thing if he's just sort of a bystander here. This is his money. This is his investment. And, you know, all things being equal, why not? time it that way so i I, if you're going to do it anyway right if you're going to do it anyway this is the day to do it absolutely i'm not saying that it's a fake retirement aimed at promoting the movie but if you're going to do it anyway do it now two days before 80 for brady is widely available in theaters Uh, and we know how important that first weekend is that first weekend is everything it is, and, and this flies in the face. I, I was talking to a, a movie producer recently about why certain movies get made and why they don't, and what, in, in my childhood, when we'd see a lot of movies about American high schools and baseball movies, it's like, you can't make those anymore because so much of your revenue is coming from Southeast Asia, and, all, and so much of, of your, your, your distribution plan is based on other countries that it's really hard to do films in the American idiom. And that's what I'm wondering about this one. When you're talking about domestic first weekend, I would think a much larger percentage of their bet here, it's got to be, like, this is not going to play in, in India. You know, this is, this is a very, very specific kind of American movie with American actresses and, and, and American football. Yeah, I can't let the, the very vague name drop slide. Yeah, I was talking to her. Hollywood movie producer. No, the but, other just, day. but someone who was just lamenting that out. fact. Someone who was actually Breaking saying, "No, he just he said I got a great. Ba- right, he said right, I have a great baseball right. movie. He said I got I have a great baseball movie. No one will make it. He right. said no one's interested in baseball movies. Right. No, you're right. He it's, does it's drop about, those names about, though. It's about the global. Ta- you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That's why the that's why the superhero movies do so uh-huh. well. They are something that there will be a a segment of every country that is willing to go see it. There's no doubt about that, Mike. I, I want to know. I want to take you away from Hollywood Dan here for a second <laughs> and, and ask you yeah, about I got Spielberg waiting on on uh, line two. So let's let's wrap this up. Exactly. What do you believe about what happened between the Denver job and the Houston job? Because I've seen reports that D'Amico Ryan's was the first choice in Denver, but it gave him leverage and he turned it into a six year deal with Houston. What do you believe happened with that? Here's my assessment on how it all played out over the past few weeks. Early on, it was Sean Payton slash Jim Harbaugh as the top candidates for the Denver Broncos. At some point, they decided they're going to be too expensive. We're going to have to give up too much to the Saints. They fell in love with D'Amico Ryans. And as of last week, I think they were serious about settling on D'Amico Ryans as the guy. Then came the word that Houston was going to be his destination. So late last week, they pivot back to Harbaugh. And Greg Penner, the CEO of the Broncos, the former CEO of Walmart, actually got on a plane and went to Michigan in late January to meet with Jim Harbaugh. That is incredibly significant. These bigwig corporate types don't go see someone else. Someone else comes to see them. That tells me there was pursuit there by the Broncos of Harbaugh. That ended over the weekend, late last week, and then I think they pivoted back to Peyton yesterday. Once it started to coalesce, and we spent a lot of time on PFD Live talking about this yesterday, it feels like the Broncos are kind of shiftless, rudderless. 
they don't know who they want or they can't get who they want. By all appearances, Jerry Rossberg is the only one who wanted the job. And it looked like they were losing a tug of war with the most dysfunctional football operation in the league over the past few years for D'Amico Ryans. So I think they decided at some point yesterday, we just have to swing for the fences here. We have to pay what it's going to take to get Sean Payton. We have to give the Saints what it's going to take to get him, and let's just go do it. I don't believe there was a late effort yesterday to try to get D'Amico Ryans before they pivoted to Payton. Number one, that makes for one hell of a day. That's a lot of activity in one day to try to exhaust one more time D'Amico Ryans before going all in and getting a deal with the Saints and getting a deal with Peyton. But also, someone I know and trust connected to the Broncos was as adamant as I've ever heard this person that no way, no how was there any return engagement with Ryans. They closed that door last week, and they never went back. And they were locked on to Peyton starting, I guess, over the weekend. And it just took time to get it done because you've got to placate the Saints and you've got to placate Peyton. I think there is one aspect of D'Amico Ryan's being hired, and he was loved in Houston by media, by teammates. That's for sure. But it's that he also was in a lawsuit with the Texans over playing conditions previously. Yeah, and, and how this has playing. been smoothed over is kind of impressive when you think about it. Well, and, and here's what's weird about lawsuits. It's wrong for the employer to hold a grudge, but it's okay for the employee to hold a grudge. And the Texans are already defendants in the Brian Flores lawsuit for not hiring him last year because he files his lawsuit. He was a finalist for the Texans job. They went off the board and hired Lovey Smith. And the argument is that Flores would have been the guy, but they were motivated in whole or in part by his participation in protected activities under the federal civil rights laws by the lawsuit that he filed. And the Texans would not have been permitted to consider the D'Amico Ryan's lawsuit, but this wasn't something alleging discrimination. This wasn't something that goes to the heart of your decisions and whether or not you have proper mindsets when you're hiring employees and appropriate practices and you're engaged in activities that would be nefarious and improper and malicious. This is a guy blew out his Achilles and he sued everybody. And in any injury case that ever happens, any lawyer worth his or her salt will sue everyone. And then you figure out through the various insurance policies who's responsible for what. And I think it was just a perfunctory addition of the Texans. He, I assume, got a settlement from someone who was responsible for the condition of the field. But the Texans had no reason to be upset with him. He had no reason to be upset with them. And it's different from a case where someone is accusing someone of some type of wrongdoing in their employment decision-making. How does the timing of the Brady announcement affect uh, Aaron Rodgers' desire for attention and any potential Uh, decision he might make? Oh, oh, there, there is no way Aaron Rodgers is retiring because now the 2028 Hall of Fame class would be Tom Brady. With Aaron Rodgers, which is going to be Tom Brady with J.J. Watt. And I'm sure Watt is pissed about that. He'd never admit it, but I'm sure he's not happy because he went from being the guy who waltzes right into the Hall of Fame as the king of the weekend to second fiddle to Tom Brady. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is retiring this year, assuming Brady really is not coming back. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that Hall of Fame class is going to be pretty robust. And yes, there's no way that Aaron Rodgers' ego is going to allow for that to be the case. To go back to Peyton, Mike, how do you feel about the compensation for for him? Well, 
Now, the report from Nine News in Denver, it was stated as fact that it's going to be between 17 and 20 million. And I assume you're talking about that compensation. No, I I meant the the trade compensation. Sorry, I wasn't more specific. Okay, the trade compensation, it it fits with what we thought it was going to be. Peyton himself said that the Saints want a mid to late first round pick. I'd reported in the pregame show for our division around game that they want more than that, and they got more than that. Not a lot more, but they got a late first-round pick, 29th overall, and they upgraded a second-round pick to a third-round pick. Now, there may be not much of a spread between those two picks, or there may be a huge spread because they're getting a three from the Saints and giving up a two in 2024. So, you know, here's the bottom line. He was never coaching for the Saints again. And with each passing year, he presumably gets less for the Saints by way of compensation. And at some point, they just had to do the deal. They have a good relationship, Mickey Loomis, the GM of the team, and Sean Payton. And they just had to do a deal. And I think it helps that he's out of the division, out of the conference. They're not going to be competing with him unless and until they cross paths in the Super Bowl. There's no competition for playoff positioning, seating on the playoff tree, anything like that. But it is interesting, 2024 Broncos at Saints probably will be a primetime game. Mike, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. All right. Have a great day, everybody. That's Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. So we've decided that we're going to extend high noon for an extra segment because we have so much to talk about. And it's February. And it can't be at noon. Right. That would would defeat the purpose. I have an important breaking update to a story that it's been a multi-day high noon story that we have been following out of Western Australia. I have the latest on that. I also have a brazen local criminal who decided to steal something that is newsworthy this time of year. I've got all sorts of sound, but uh, to welcome our good friend Layla Rahimi back, I've got um, two pieces of sound that are that are cringeworthy for her specifically. Yes. So I will share some of that in the first section of High Noon. Won't somebody think of the children? <gasps> we are thinking of them because we've got extended high noon. Next, bursting Holmes or Hemi on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon? So you're checking your watch, you're looking at your phone. What time is it? What time is it? Yes, we are doing two segments of High Noon because we want to, and it's our show, and we can. We started out by talking about the Bulls 
doing it again last night where they start out, let's do things that help us win a basketball game. And then let's stop doing them for some, for some reason. Kawhi Leonard. Florio and, had one today. I know you heard it, Layla. I did hear it. I freaked out because I'm like, get and, out of our heads, Mike Florio. And, and the Bulls did that. And then they decided to let the other team <laughs> do things. And Lawrence talked with Billy Donovan and Tyron Lue last night. And they have, shall we say... Divergent (laughs) (laughs) divergent thoughts on the value of the three-point shot and what it means to tell players how to take what shot. Was I wrong on gauging your reaction? No, I'm I'm more dumbstruck than than I am angry because I just kind of can't believe it's like, I don't want to tell players what shots are good (laughs) and bad. The whole coaching thing is uh, not interesting. I hate to say it, but even Jim Boylan understood the importance of three, statistically speaking. To Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Come on now. And, and Mike, I can't Mike, help it. <laughs> Mike Florio right, joined he's us. right. And Mike Florio said you couldn't pay him enough money to see 80 for Brady. I forgot He's it was wrong out. about that. He's wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, there's a number. You there's said the Brady movie, and it, I was like, what it, movie? It's only like 90 minutes. Uh, you can pay me, and I'll go. I'll go spend ninety minutes hanging out with Sally Field. I'd watch her shop for groceries. Exactly. I coach by faith. Oh, you know what? Um, he's but he's right about the importance of threes. All right, I'll start. Uh, can can I can I go two times here in a row, like back to back? Is that all right? Because every now and again, I'm I'll be scrolling through, and I'll be looking at at different reels, and I'll go, oh, I'm gonna flag that, and I end up like putting it in my notes. Well, there were two that I ran into over the last week that I was like saving these specifically for when Layla is here. So how about we start with Anthony Mackie and Wendy Williams, Mike, and their discussion on um, a term that has often come up on this show as it pertains to a certain missing member of our radio station. Play it for us. In a lot of cases, that men and women have roles. Oh yeah. All right. Will you say it? Because oh, people get you mad better when believe I say it. it. I'm, I'm from this. Uh, yeah. You better believe. It. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know you're from New Orleans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'm, no. only, I'm only from Jersey, yeah, but, but, but I do believe yeah. that if he wants a sandwich, you make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> Most of the time. No. 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 Let me ask you this. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. If me and you out. And somebody say something slick to you. You punch him in the face. You want me to smack him in his mouth, yep, right? That's right. So if I take you on a date and I say, look, baby, we're going to go Dutch. No. Exactly. If we walking up to the car and I don't open your car door, what do you say? Open the door. You better believe it. Yeah, no, I, I am with you. I think So you make daddy a sandwich. I think- <laughs> Captain America. Putting it out there for people. Oh, man. Now, that must This is going to get back to him somehow. That must have ended up getting into my algorithm on Reels because shortly thereafter, I ran into this clip from the television show Friends. Which would probably call me Daddy, too. Hmm. I like that, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I was... Just talking about Rachel. Who is Daddy getting angry? <laughs> Daddy gonna spank me? Well, that depends. Have you been a bad girl? No, I can't. <laughs> so, am I not allowed? Like, I was trying to be responsible. I was trying to, you know, I want to get a decent. You know, Daddy needs his sleep. 
And so, <laughs> so no, no, what? never no, say that is, again. It is what? cross town. I can't call Friday. myself. God. I can't call myself daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> no. oh my god! <laughs> what? I can't. <laughs> Why would you think that's okay? I don't know. I'm your daddy. You're my son. Who's your daddy now? Make daddy a sandwich. Pedro Martinez is the only acceptable one. Fair enough. Most dominant pitcher of my generation. And definitely not the mayor of Cincinnati to Patrick Mahomes. Man. That's are you queuing there? Did no, I no, no. No, not at all. It's just it's just that that was another one of those things. That that was gross. And I'm so glad that the Pat Mahomes senior took umbrage. And that Jason and Travis Kelsey was out here calling him, calling him a jabroni. Jabroni was great, which was great, channeling his inner rock to do it. But you know, I see Captain America, and I'm like, oh, it's Anthony Mackie. Let me see what Clarence has got going on. And then I see that he wants somebody to make Daddy a sandwich, and I said, there it is. Saving that for when Layla comes and hangs out here. You got a cigar on your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Barrow. You smoking on the Joe Barrow? I'm smoking on the Joe Barrow. There's some East Texas in there, in there. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Burrow's his own entity as far as I'm concerned, but Patrick Mahomes and Pat Mahomes, both very East Texas. That well, is, mm-hmm. So that's White House. White House is only described, like, when I worked and lived in Tyler and Longview, I lived in Longview, but it's the same market. We were like, how do you get to such and such place? And the the way was, it's on the way to White House. And this wasn't like that long ago. It's just that's the only road that went there. Different kind of place. I have an announcement that's really important. Oh, are you retiring too? Registration is open for the Charity Poker Championship benefiting Camp One Step. It is open as of today. We sold out last year. We sold out the, the the player seats. We sold out the high roller seats. And I think we sold out the spectator tickets. So if you want to be a part of this, it's an easy date to remember. 420, April 20th. We're back at Galleria Marchetti. Oh, we I are, love that place. It's awesome. We are playing poker to not only help kids with cancer and leukemia through the Camp One Step programs, but we are sending our winner to the World Series of Poker. This is an official WSOP play-in. The winner goes to Vegas with travel accommodations, the $10,000 value. So if you want to do this right now, you can either go to my Twitter page, at Dan underscore Bernstein. It's the pinned tweet in there. You can go to camponestep.org, and it's right there. Or if you just want to text in, text COS, Camp One Step, COS Poker, to 76278. Text COOS Poker to 76278 to grab your seat. Do not wait. This will sell out. We had a fantastic time last year. I look forward to seeing everybody there, and it's it's going to be awesome. Our guy Sri is involved once again, so you know we're going to be drinking some super high-end whiskeys. Sri, I need, I need the Brugal, homie. That is so good. That is one of the best things, just in general. So that that is the the announcement. The other announcement is this. Our international nuclear nightmare is over. What? Authorities scanning a remote Australian highway for a tiny missing radioactive capsule have found it. So if you've been following this story, 
They had 1,400 kilometers of highway. Dan, I'm going to need that in miles. On which they were looking for a highly, highly radioactive capsule the size of a pea. And they found it. It's about 11 miles. Did somebody drop it? No. 11 miles. 1.7. 2.2, right? I moved it back down. No, 2.2. No, 1.7. 1.7. 15K is is half a marathon, right? Right. So state emergency authorities announced the discovery Wednesday afternoon, six days after the capsule containing highly radioactive cesium-137 was discovered missing from a package sent hundreds of kilometers from a Rio Tinto mining site in northern western Australia to the capital of Perth. Why was it out there to begin with? It fell. Ryan Perth. It fell. It was it was a, some sort of measuring device for the mine, and it was in a case, and the bolt fell out, and it fell through the hole in the bolt on the truck, and then they didn't know for two weeks it was missing. Two weeks? Yeah, and then they realized this, you can't get near this. The gamma rays and... and, and yeah, cesium's and one of those real dangerous elements on that periodic table. And we did a whole... Uh, the, when I first saw the story, Lawrence and I cast the, the comic book movie of whatever the superhero Dan, like, origin story me. would be. And I, and, I, and I pitched him as a producer. Dead! We'd all be dead! That's the origin. The but, origin um, is the end. Not, not if Gerard it. Butler goes and finds it. But they found it. They, wherever we talked about they had specialized radiation detection units and they were driving at they said 43 miles per hour and one of their detectors went off and they got their hazmat suits on and they tracked it down they said it was near the small town of newman the crew using radiation detection equipment said a 20 meter exclusion zone was set up and now it's being transferred to a lead container before being taken to a security facility they do not believe that anyone was exposed to the radiation in the time that it was missing. So it does not appear to have moved. It fell off the truck. It landed on the side of the road. It is not in any major community. It is unlikely that anybody has been exposed to the capsule. But Except for crazy animals in Australia. Bingo. That was part of the pitch. So when we get crazy cassowary nuclear, cassowary, blue ringed octopi, and giant kangaroos with fangs that drip. Neurotoxins, scorpions, oh. and spiders. Yep. That, that then then we'll know. But for now, that's it, death by it's inches. Been located. <laughs> death, death by inches is Vic Fangio. Uh, Dan and I came across so the same story because we share the same brain too often. This is from our own NBC Five Chicago. Maybe you've heard of it. A suburban school worker stole 11,000 cases of chicken wings in $1.5 million embezzlement scheme. And her name is Vera. Of course it's Vera. Nobody suspects her. It's a lot of wings. How much were those wings? $1.5 million. I know you guys all are in on this story. Not the wing Wait a minute. It's like we didn't. Yeah. Like we weren't part (laughs) of the crime. But you also read with some sort of shock that I read with. She's been charged. She was the former head of food services at a South Suburban school district and engaged in a massive embezzlement scheme. And you know why they probably don't say the school district? Because we're all victims here. Yes, the kids need their wings. She allegedly stole more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings 
That's $1.5 million in taxpayer funds over a 19-month period. It, she offloaded them. She f- was able, apparently, we may all have eaten some of these fenced wings. Yeah, like, she, she had multi- clearly had multiple fences, right? Because right. here's the thing. It's just like those catalytic converter thefts. You knew that they were too coordinated. There's somebody at the top. And that somebody at the top never gets caught. They're never the ones who who are in on this. You don't think Vera's the kingpin? The wing, I don't think the Vera wing is pin? the wing kingpin. The wing pin? No. I don't think Vera is. I think she was just somebody who got caught. Mm. So this was from July 2020 to this Feb well, last February 2022. I don't know what year it is anymore. And it was a typical audit. The school district's business manager conducted an audit of departments and discovered the food service department had exceeded its annual budget by $300,000. And the school year was only half over. And then they found invoices. Like, she she had a paper trail? What are you, the dude from Kansas City and Casino? What are you doing? Massive, With a notebook? Yeah, like, Sunk why are you keeping... World. You don't keep receipts on that stuff. Massive quantities of chicken wings, an item that typically wouldn't even be served to students because they contain bones. Or you're like me and have been a messy eater all your life. You just stay away from them. We've got a little breaking news here that it just crossed. This is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. This is from NBC Sports. Eagles reserve offensive lineman Josh Sills has been indicted on rape and kidnapping charges in his home state of Ohio. Sills, 25, was indicted by Guernsey County Common Pleas Court Grand Jury on one count of rape and one count of kidnapping, both first-degree felonies. It says these charges stem from an incident in December of 2019. Wow. It said he engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual, held a victim against her will. The crime was immediately reported. And the Guernsey County Sheriff's Office conducted a detailed investigation. The Eagles did not immediately have comment on the charges. He was issued a summons to appear in court on February 16th, just four days after the Eagles will play in the Super Bowl. Well, that's uh, it's good that he's been. Yeah, but I mean, now this is took a long time, though. Well, it apparently had to go to a grand jury for some reason if he's indicted. Yeah. This is, uh, well, this is uh, something that now the Eagles are going to have to comment on and has just changed their uh, their pre-Super Bowl period. And here. changes media day. Oh, yeah. Sure does. I'm wondering how do, how do you approach this if you're a team? Do you try to preemptively speak on it, put statements out, make Howie Roseman available to discuss specifically this so that you're not talking about it? next Tuesday or next Monday? Or do you just wait and hope people don't have don't questions know. about it until I, next week? I when has know. waiting and hoping ever worked? Okay, well, I hate, I hate to be a buzzkill, but I just thought we'd get that out there. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, and we're going to do another segment of High Noon because we can on the score. It's High Noon. We're doing more High Noon. Are you sure? We're rudely interrupted by actual news, but enough enough actual news. It's breaking time for news silly Dan news. Breaking News Dan came out of the corner there and Breaking News I, Dan. I, Off I, the top rope. Had to. It's, you know, it's involving one of the teams that's in the Super Bowl. They just had a guy who's been indicted. In the Superb Owl 
For the love of God, Super Bowl is two words. Two. It is two words. Um, I'll start if anyone else. Unless... I was just going to update okay, on, okay, on go yesterday on the missing tamarind monkeys. Yeah. Remember what's going on at the Dallas Zoo? That was the other story that caused me to suggest High Noon because, needs to be too sick. Because something really odd is going on at the Dallas Zoo. There's where some, it at, sounds like it's some activism it that might be going on at like the Dallas Zoo. Ecoterrorism, activism, and I can't necessarily say I disagree with the the principle at, at heart of is it okay to cage animals? And is there a scientific value to having them flown from over the world, ripped out of their habitats and, and placed there? And look, Rod Serling dealt with this in the Twilight Zone, the the ethics of, of zoos, which mm-hmm. is a topic for another time. Something tells me my home state of Texas isn't the place to ask that question right now. But the emperor tamarins have been found. Dallas police found them after getting a tip. They went to an empty home in Lancaster. They were at the White Lancaster. House. Lan- Lancaster? Lancaster. Really? It's they like also a British say Waxahachie. I, I, in, in Lancaster, excuse no, me. No, it's not that cool. It's uh, just Lancaster. Lancaster. There and, you go. And, and they found the monkeys safe in a closet. They said, we're thrilled beyond belief to share that our two emperor tamarind monkeys have been found. DPD located the animals early this evening. Called our team to come secure and transport the tamarins back to the zoo. They will be evaluated by veterinarians this evening. No arrests have been made. The empty building where the monkeys were found was recently broken into and filled with wild animals. According to a nearby church that owned the property and planned to use it as a youth center. We got a cat lady, but with wild animals. Well, we I think it's more organized than that. The Dallas police have asked for help in identifying a man they want to speak with. About the case. So they, there might be a lead here as to who is cutting up the holes in the cages of the leopard and the vulture and these monkeys and other monkeys. Uh-huh. Langurs that they're... they're so. And langoliers. Oh, you don't want those on the loose. No. They're just eating the ground. No, that's bad. So the good news is they found the tamarins and the other good news is they might have an idea of how to track down the person responsible for this. Remember Smokey Robinson, right? Of course. Happy Chinooka. You remember him? I have no idea what Chinooka is. He doesn't have any idea what that is, but he's got ideas on other things. Smokey is getting ready to go out on another tour for his new album, which is called Gasms. Oh, no. (laughs) This from theroot.com. The track list for Smokey Robinson's Gasms proves he's really about that life. As we previously announced here at The Root, the Motown legend is set to drop his first new album in nine years, very, very soon, April to be exact, and after recently revealing that, yes, in a past life, he was a willing participant in a salacious affair with Diana Ross during his first marriage, the man who lured our parents into child support payments with seductive tunes like Being With You and Ooh Baby Baby has decided to name his latest collection of panty droppers, Gasms. Oh. Here, <laughs> here is the track list. Oh, no. Oh, no is right, How Layla. Old is he? He's in his 80s. He's 82. Damn, he should have been 83. 80 for Brady. Well, I mean, we have been talking about the, yep. the sex life of Rita Moreno, so yep. why not talk about the sex life of Smokey Robinson? 
But here are <laughs> look on Layla's face. Yeah, right Layla like, gets worse from here, <laughs> unfortunately. The lead track on the album Gasms is Gasms. Well, then this one, not so bad. How you make me feel. Then I want to know your body. No, no. Four. <laughs> no. I keep calling you. Maybe you should stop. Is, is Make Daddy a Sandwich one of them? It is not, but it should be because we're getting to the best part. I gave it things it couldn't even pronounce. That's not one of them. Number five is Roll Around, Roll Tide. Roll Damn Tide. Number six is Besides. Shouldn't it be Beside? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Number seven is If We Don't Have Each Other. All right. Nothing wrong there until you get to the last two songs. Number eight. Is it Nikola Miritich? No. Oh, okay. Steve Kerr. D- different list. Okay. You fill me up. It, no. And, no. And, no. Num- and number nine. No. I bleep you not. The ninth track on Smokey Robinson's latest album, which is called Gasms, is a song called I Fit In There. <laughs> <laughs> So happy Chanuka to us all. This is like when Brian McKnight did the song where he was going to tell you how your work. Right now, hold on. Dial it back for a second. The paragraph. Did you not know that Brian McKnight did a song and let me show you how your works? As if somehow I was spared. As as if it's up to him to show you how it works. He wants to show you. Like I I think I probably have a good idea. I know how that thing works. Oh, do you, Brian? Do you really? But do you? The paragraph. See what I did there about the previous life and Diana Ross. Yeah, that's the one that. Okay, hold on. Hold on a second. Is that true, or is he making up the fact that he's got some sort of fantasy life where that did happen? Um, I don't know. I haven't read into it, but I will. I will start to track this down. Okay. But. All right, that's the double up <laughs> of High Noon. I feel so bad that Uncle Herm's coming on the show, and we've been talking about Smokey Robinson's Gasms album. That's all right. We are going to talk to Herm Edwards about football next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.